Good afternoon. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker. Welcome to Bakes Takes, my podcast. It's uh, Saturday, February 20th, and uh, let's get right into it, folks. Number one, from Roaring Kitty to Dead Cat Bounce. I'll explain that. Uh, number two, they've mopped up the kerosene. Your matches don't matter. Almost sounds like a country song. Anyway, uh, number three, uh, Congress beats dead horses. Now, PETA, uh, no cats nor horses were harmed in the making of this podcast. So here we go. Uh, why I do this real quick, Bobby, Jack, my sons, they're in their 20s. And uh, I speak to them, and I invite you to listen in. They were in college and business programs. They would fire questions to me uh, when they were working on projects or going to interviews. And I enjoyed it. And then their friends would join in. And, uh, you know, I've got 30 years of doing this. I was a broker in the 87 crash, so I've got the scars, and I hope some knowledge to, uh, to impart. And uh, my journey led me to read about 1,000-plus books and was drawn to technical analysis because the technical people uh, beat the fundamental people in the 87 crash. And so I read charts. I, I talk about price and volume all the time. I do a lot of fundamental work. I simply do it in a different chronology than most. Technicals first, fundamental second. It isn't right or wrong. It just works for me. Uh, I read the things that maybe you don't want to. The Wall Street Journal, The Economist. Uh, I listen to podcasts. I devour relevant newsletters. I monitor what my Google alerts uh, bring to my attention. And I point you to all that. I always give attribution. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, know that I'm doing that work for you. I eat home cooking. I have no conflicts. I just talk about what I invest in and what I'm interested in. So disclaimer, this is not investment advice. Please conduct and share your own due diligence. The more this is a community where we're putting more on the table than we take away, we're all going to make a lot more money and have a lot more fun. And it's already starting. It's really cool. Um, especially Mike this week, we had uh, a lot of great fan mail and uh, uh, do me a favor and play uh, my son Bobby's uh, first voice memo question, please. Hey, Dad, quick question about the Reddit trend. Are we going to see more of this kind of team investing strategy moving forward, or was this just a flash in the pan? Uh, I always love hearing my son's voice. It makes me smile. Uh, uh, Bobby and everybody else, uh, I'm going to be really blunt. It, Wall Street bets and Reddit is a flash in the pan, and, and, and here's why. Uh, uh, and I, it's funny. I had these charts up before your question, and so the dovetail is uncanny. But this is the short squeeze data, the short interest data, as a percentage of the shares available for GameStop. And this is sort of uh, Wall Street bets and microcosm to me. Uh, uh, we, it was over 100% uh, famously of the shares outstanding, and we're now under 40. And so I, I, I talked about this in the, the at the top of the, the uh, podcast. They've mopped up the kerosene. Your matches don't matter. And I still think that's going to be a great country song. Um, uh, meaning that, and I called it, you know, weekend in, in, in Greenwich, you know, where a lot of the big hedge funds are. Yes, you caught Melvin. Uh, a big hedge fund with $12 billion that's been around forever, uh, very highly regarded. You caught him napping, and they were short an absurd amount of, of uh, GameStop for a long time. And uh, uh, they just the risk manager fell asleep, and uh, you squeezed them. And so once it got above 22, it was game on, and they had to cover. And it was painful to cover, but cover they did. So they, they, they're not dumb people. Uh, uh, you caught them once, 
and everybody pays attention and then you drive the stock to 483 from 22, you know, that that's going to leave a mark. And now here's my, my, my caveat, you know, it's Saturday. Most deals happen on Monday. Could there be some kind of crazy thing on Monday morning that CNBC talks about where some SPAC has merged GameStop with Epic, the maker of Fortnite, and everybody thinks one plus one equals 483. I mean, it's possible. I think it's highly unlikely. Uh, but, it, you know, GameStop uh, is, is, is dead money to me. And I'll go into that further. The next one. Okay. This is um, from Miles Zyblock. My eyes can't catch that. I think it's Zyblock. Um, and he points out in a, in a recent either LinkedIn or tweet, I forget which one, but uh, <laughs> the, the, God bless you, Wall Street bets. Uh, you managed to wipe out 20 years of cumulative short profits in about a week. Uh, it, it's, it's uncanny uh, how... Uh, uh, damaging this was to 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 short sales and maybe that's your point but my my point is you know everybody gets it and and they've they recalibrated their positions accordingly and i think it's going to be 20 years for the next setup uh like gamestop to appear you know there might be one lurking around the corner but everybody and his brother is looking for it i doubt they find it because people change their behaviors they just do uh, now, here's uh, the daily on, on GameStop, GME, and it, it also gets back to one of my first points. Um, Roaring Kitty, you know, did a lot of great work that got the stock from, you know, the single digits to 22, and that was the launch pad to 483. Uh, I wrote down even a dead cat bounce. By the way, that's a Wall Street term. I know it's kind of crude, but uh, it refers to even a dead cat bounce uh, Dead Cat will bounce if it falls from a great height. Well, 22 to 483 to $40 qualifies as, as that. So you could get a Dead Cat bounce, uh, with all due respect to Roaring Kitty. Uh, uh, 35 to 43 looks to, me the, looks to me to be the floor. And I encourage you to go back to my YouTube channel. Uh, these levels that I've highlighted have been pretty good about uh, uh, limiting the damage uh, from 325. Um, so the bounce could go to 6577. That looks like the ceiling to me. Uh, if you're on the YouTube channel, I've got red lines drawn here as, as, as these levels. I think that's where we go. So if you own this stock and, uh, you know, are trying to decide what to do, if you're red, I think, you know, the chance of you getting back up to, to profits is very slim. And if you see 6577, uh, I'd get the sell tickets out if I own the stock. That's just me. Um, oh, he also, Bobby wrote in, uh, how to co co combat FOMO uh, and fear of missing out, as you know. And I wrote down, sit on your hands. Uh, there's, you know, that's easier said than done when, when, you know, again, I mentioned that I was in the bar the other day and five people had, had their, their phones out with their, you know, with their Robinhood accounts talking about, you know, a number of these stocks. By the way, they're not sitting at the bar right now, and they sure as hell don't have their, their Robinhood accounts out. So um, anyway, uh, just sit on your hands. There's always another train coming. Uh, I, uh, you know, I've got 1,700 ETFs I go through every day. I own nine. You know, that's all you need. 
Uh, I'm looking for a tenth, to be honest, but there's always something going on. Uh, uh, and I go everything from the entire Nigerian stock exchange to shorting bonds to to owning Bitcoin. I mean, it's all over the map. There's always something to do. You don't you're not going to miss out on anything now. Um, as a practical matter, I use a a I wrote down five to 10 percent above the base breakout. I think it's more than like five. Ten percent is probably too much. So uh, if if something takes off without you and it gets five percent above the breakout point, just let it go. Because and this is just me. Every time I have violated that and I've chased something, it's burned me every single time. I I managed to be the top tick and reverse, and I have to take my losses. So uh, this is uh, the ProShares short uh, twenty plus year treasuries. TBF is the symbol, Tomboy Frank, and I'll discuss this more later. This is the daily, and you know my, uh, I guess I've been, I keep thinking that everybody sees what I see, but this to me is clear as day. Uh, on uh, February twelfth at sixteen eighty one, it was the breakout period. End of discussion. To me, it's clear as day. I forgot to draw an arrow here. I'm sorry, Mike, um, but. Uh, and so 1765, I think is 5% above that level. And if I could have, if I, I think I'm in at 1705. So that's how tight I would, I would have it, uh, you know, get there at the breakout. If you miss the breakout again, there's plenty of other trains coming and, and, and there's always something to do. And frankly, I hope I give you fodder. I hope, I hope I'm presenting ideas. Uh, you know, I don't think any Merrill Lynch broker called anybody up this week and said, let's short the 20 year bond. So, you know, I'm, I'm coming up with some, some uh, pretty cool ideas. Oh, Mike, let's go to, to Bobby's next uh, voice memo question, please. Thanks. Hey, Dad, it's your favorite son, Bobby. A uh, couple questions are regarding crypto. Uh, when would you recommend buying Bitcoin, uh, especially right now with uh, prices for Bitcoin going up uh, pretty rapidly? Uh, is there going to be a bubble burst where we're going to have uh, it be more, more of a discounted rate to invest in? Or should we hop on the rocket ship right now? Uh, and will there be any other cryptos that have the success of Bitcoin? I know there's Ethereum out there. There's Dogecoin out there. Will crypto become the new way we interact with money? Uh, I love my son, and especially when he trash talks uh, my other son, Jack. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 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 is Bitcoin the only crypto? No, it's not the only crypto. Uh, and I wouldn't use the term. Uh, I think it is a new way to interact with money. I think that's a fact, period. Uh, I wouldn't use the term bubble in this case, and I'll go into this a little bit more, but the, the digital gold aspect of this leads me to think you're not going to have a, uh, you can have big corrections. There's no question about it. We've already seen it with, with this, but we're now at a point where, uh, it, you know, th this is sitting on corporate treasury balance sheets now. Uh, it is being really viewed as a alternative to the dollar. Uh, I keep going to the argument that the Winklevoss twins have, have brought up, which is uh, there's $10 trillion worth of, uh, of gold above the ground. You divide by the, the, the maximum number of Bitcoin, that's 21, and you get to a rough number of half a million dollars. You know, could the price of gold go down? Yes. Could the, those ratios be off by a, a, a big number? Possibly. So, but... We're at 57,000. Now, we started this conversation at uh, 32,000, right, Mike? Something like that. Um, so 
I think you're going to definitely have corrections. I think you're going to wake up some Mondays and there's going to be SEC this or Congress that 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 uh, you know could drive the price down. Uh, and I'll get to that a little bit more. Now, as always, I go to the chart first. So Bitcoin look better than Ethereum to me. These, these are the grayscale Bitcoin and Ethereum trust, GBTC and ETHE. Uh, especially at 15, where we bought uh, uh, the grayscale Bitcoin trust, it just looked classic, absolutely classic, even better than the treasury short chart that I just talked about. And here we are at, at, uh, uh, at 56. So I guess I was a Bitcoin, this approximates the Bitcoin price you know, 15,000 Bitcoin now. Here we are at, at, at uh, uh, 56,000 plus. So the chart looked look much better than Ethereum. That's one uh, uh, point. Let me go to the next one, Mike, please. All right, so here's Ethereum, the Grayscale uh, Ethereum Trust. Uh, it's the number two crypto. Uh, it's 19% of Bitcoin's market cap. Uh, they're more focused on decentralized finance. I'm not an expert in any of this, but this is a clear number two, a distant number two. And frankly, the chart doesn't look as attractive to me. So I'm sticking with Bitcoin for now. And again, part of this is this ought to be a small part of your portfolio and a small part of your assets. You, you pick a number, three, five, ten percent, whatever it is. But uh, this should not be, you know, uh, uh, mortgage money or, or, or college money, in my view. So, uh the, oh yeah, and that's it with uh, Bobby. I hope I've answered that. You tell me uh, if I if I uh, uh, if I haven't. Uh, Charlie wrote in, another great fan of the show, very thoughtful, and um, he said, "How can Bitcoin be a currency with this volatility?" I'm paraphrasing a bit, but that's that's roughly it. Uh, many people prefer the term crypto asset, and that's okay. Uh, you know, you're not going into Starbucks and, and, and uh, handing over your phone and, and, and paying for lattes with, with crypto right now. Uh, we have to remember this is only 12 years old. Uh, the, this was born out of the financial crisis. So crypto has a very short uh, uh, history and there are growing pains with everything. Now, the reason I'm attracted to Bitcoin, one of the main reasons is that the dollar is is the alternative is and a, a very with, with very stark contrast and i'm going to segue into this um if you uh if you were fortunate enough to have missed the congressional hearings on gamestop this week congratulations uh because it was painful and but i sat through as much as i could and i but i just think take a step back pompous politician after pompous politician came up with their inane preambles and their their uh uh you know crazy uh questions then then demanded a yes or no answer and i, I mean the, the, i wouldn't let these people run a popcorn stand so uh, i didn't see any winston churchills there i didn't see any abe lincoln's there it was unwatchable and i told cnbc that and they're not going to listen to me they'll do it again um but the 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 these are the our so-called leaders there they take the trillions of dollars of tax money that we send them every single year and they constantly grow no program ever dies uh in the government wall street the the washington real estate will never go down because the government constantly grows the debt is exploding it's just it's just 
irrefutable. The debt is exploding and, and the, the dollar is depreciating in our hands. If the dollar was backed by gold and was uh, a stable store of value, I wouldn't be talking about Bitcoin and I don't think anybody else would either. Okay, um, so that's uh, that's why I think it can become a currency as, as, as time goes on. And the volatility is going to come down as we go from year 12 to 24 to 48, etc. Uh, you brought up uh, in your second part of your question, could the government regulate Bitcoin and is it a threat to central bank power? They could try to regulate Bitcoin. I don't know how you control a blockchain, which is in essence an abstract ledger. Uh, do you shut down uh, uh, every server farm in the planet? I don't. I don't know how you would do it. Do you make it illegal to to accept it? Okay, I guess you could do that. Uh, but do, does that portray uh, betray their lack of faith in the dollar that they're so threatened that they're doing that? I think that's going to be a a problem. Uh, it is a threat to the central bank, and that's their main point. Uh, the central bank uh, is a printing press. And uh, uh, that's the reason we're having these discussions, and that's the appeal of Bitcoin. It is it is uh, above the fray. It can't be controlled by any one individual or any one government or any one central bank. Uh, they could try to rein it in. I don't see how they do that. Now, I do anticipate headlines, like I mentioned before, Bobby, that uh, you know that could drive the 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 price of Bitcoin down. It obviously has shown the ability to go down, but I think that um, uh, and frankly, the government uh, 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 governments plural China is very far along in having some version of of a cryptocurrency, and I have to believe there's a project somewhere in the Fed to to address this. I mean, they read the same papers and listen to the same podcasts that we do. Uh, that they, they, they can't ignore this. This isn't going away anytime soon, in my view. Number three, you asked about the Biden infrastructure bill, and uh, and I hate to be so cynical, but I also want to be be honest and transparent. I said, see, number one, uh, I'm unimpressed. Uh, there will be an infrastructure bill because you can't stop Congress from spending money and wasting money in many cases. Now, the infrastructure. Uh, bill probably will be better spent than most of the things that Congress does. So I think it will happen. But uh, I made I put the chart here of PAVE, P-A-V-E, uh, the U.S. Infrastructure Development ETF. And what did it do? It popped after Biden's uh, win. So uh, uh, it's up. It's a good-looking chart. But I think that it is largely expected. Oh, by the way, this is going to be after he tries to get through some high percentage of his $1.9 trillion stimulus bill. With the stock market at new highs, we're going to put another $1.9 trillion into the system and then address roads and bridges and what have you. So um, uh, PAVE is is the best-looking chart I found right now. Uh, It's on my monitor list, and I'll alert you if I buy. I'm not buying it right now. Charlie, I hope that answers your question. And, of course, he said, i got to get a shameless plug-in. Uh, great call on URNM. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I, I still believe in the uranium story and more on that later. So here's my take. Bitcoin is the leader in the clubhouse and elsewhere. Uh, Tesla uh, didn't buy Ethereum for its balance sheet. It bought Bitcoin. And I would suggest you decide what percentage of your assets you're comfortable owning in Bitcoin. Keep it small. 
uh, by a tenth, a fifth, a third, something like that, or so on the down days, and then sit on your hands, which also points to your your, your FOMO question, and you're going to have red days. You know, you can't act like this is going to be going up to the right forever. It won't. The world doesn't work that way. Charlie, even with the volatility, I still think Bitcoin uh, will be a currency at some point. And uh, I don't see how the government's going to regulate this, but uh, they're, they're likely to put out headlines to, to try. Um, fighting FOMO, there's always another train. And uh, Wall Street Bets Reddit, uh, uh, flash in the pan might be too harsh. I think they're going to be here for a long time. I think it serves a purpose. Uh, uh, you know, I think exchanging, that's what I want to do. I want to exchange ideas. Uh, I want to do it in a civil fashion. Uh, which I encourage. Uh, but I, my point about about uh, Flash in the Pan is it's going to be very hard to find the next GameStop. And so I would suggest you recalibrate your expectations. They're not going to find one anytime soon because people have covered their shorts and gotten out of harm's way as best they can. People aren't stupid. They react to things that go from 22 to 483. Infrastructure, uh, I think it's already in the prices, and uh, I would not be shocked if it's we bought the rumor and we sell the news, and you see the caterpillars and the uh, the aggregate companies and all these uh, roll over a bit if they ever put uh, if it ever signs a infrastructure bill into law. Oh, and Charlie uh, Mike uh, likes the shorter videos. Uh, so thank you for your work on that. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm working hard to present something worthwhile daily. If you don't hear from me, it said I just didn't find anything that was impactful. So if it's worthwhile, I'm going to put it out. And I appreciate the feedback. And uh, please share this with your Robinhood and or your Reddit Rebellion friends. Uh, send your other stocks, ideas, and I'll offer a strategy for them as well. Please stay tuned. Next. We'll talk about themes and groups, my themes and groups. And this is a copy of my tweet on Friday. And this is the monthly chart of the ProShares short 20-year treasuries. As the name suggests, it shorts 20-plus year bonds. And I've been saying for a long time that bonds suck. I think one of our first shows, Mike, right? Uh, uh, the uh, I, I, And I laid out this week in a, in a three-minute video, uh, you know, my my pretty simple rationale for bonds going down and it is this money every time money supply goes up like this and this is the most extreme example ever and gold acts like it has interest rates go up at least 250 basis points that's what's happened it might be different this time but i doubt it and this chart sure suggests that it's not going to be different this time uh my tweet on friday that's a breakout folks and it's pretty this is a two-plus year downtrend that is broken to the upside on big volume. Uh, it's it's very near the lows. Uh, uh, interest rates are going up. Bond prices are going down. And full disclosure, obviously, I have a position. So uh, uh, you know, keep an eye for my tweets. Take a look at this chart. Argue with me if you want to. But uh, I just think that uh, interest rates are going up. Bonds are going down. And I want your position accordingly, or at least I'm going to be positioned accordingly. You tell me how you think you should do it. Um, and this, I, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm going to say the sentence. Uh, nuclear power is now environmentally friendly. And that's a story in the New Yorker. 
I mean, that isn't uh, that's a pretty you know mainstream publication. Uh, and uh, the uranium bull case is is uh, uh, they they showed a, a chart here of uh, Cameco, which is the number two position in, in the URNM fund ETF uh, since election. It's up eighty five percent. And uh, nuclear power is now ECG green, uh, uh, centrist political tailwinds. So uh, people are, and I hate to bring this up, you know, uh, wind and solar has not worked for Texas, and and nuclear has to be a part of the solution if you're running, if you're aiming to be carbon neutral or carbon free at some point in the future and nuclear isn't like it was in 79 with three mile island and this all is good for uranium so stay the course in my view um this is from cryptopedia gemini uh, the winklevoss twins company put this out i think this is on linkedin and i put this uh, link in the show notes and go to the show notes I, there are some really great stuff uh that i i I send you to this is a five minute read and if you have questions on crypto it is you know how does bitcoin work and i think it's uh it's pretty good i won't go into it here but i point you to that as a great uh especially if you're brand new to to bitcoin take a look at this read it and i'd love to get your feedback i'm going to do a lot more of this podcasts of the week uh, on the tape podcast uh danny moses who uh mike he was uh in uh, he was a player in The Big Short, and I can't. If you can dig up the actor that plays him, I don't. I can't remember who it is. But anyway, that's his claim to fame. And the other two uh, hosts are Guy Adami and Dan Nathan. They're on CNBC all the time. Uh, I, I like them both. Uh, Guy Adami seems to me like a brother from another mother, which means he's kind of a smartass. Uh, uh, and then Joe Saluzzi and Sal Arnuk are. Um, uh, other guests, yeah, Mike. So that was uh, Rafe Spall. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Okay, okay, yeah, he was on the trading desk of one of the the, the firms that was short. Um, I don't know, just kind of cool. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, so the whole show is great this last week, and again, there's a link in the show notes. But the last 20 minutes are are, are really interesting, where Joe and Sal suggest that 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 payment for order flow be eliminated. And after this, this farcical congressional hearing that we saw and the anger that Robin Hood is taking on, uh, payment for order flow might be in trouble. And that means Robin Hood's in trouble because that's how they get paid. Uh, and that's why they offer it to you for free. So uh, keep an eye on that. And they stated, and I don't know if they were kidding, but that Bernie Madoff is the, is the fellow that uh, uh, first proposed order for payment, uh, sorry, payment for order flow. And uh, so that's, you know, that's kind of three strikes and you're out. Don't know if that's going to happen, but but keep an eye out for that, please. Uh, next podcast is Scott Galloway's The Prof G, Professor G Show. He's an NYU professor, uh, very thoughtful guy. Um, and I don't talk about individual stocks too much, but I thought this was, uh, uh, I thought it would overlap with with a lot of your interests, so I, I decided to bring it up. At three minutes, he talks about Apple likely buying Peloton and uh, uh, makes a pretty compelling case that, uh, number one, they can afford it, obviously. They've got billions of dollars in cash. Uh, and number two, that uh, uh, it's the same sort of rationale for why they want to get into mobility. Let's call it cars. 
that if if they can get you uh, your rapt attention for another 30 40 million uh, 30 40 minutes a day and and uh, have you uh, enveloped in their ecosystem iOS uh, that's good for them and it makes a lot of sense when he when he puts it like that so keep an eye out for that and um, if you own Peloton do with that what you will and then at 40 minutes he says get to HQ and this is directly at my my sons and their friends in their 20s uh, you know you're in your first job out of college get to headquarters and and be in front of your 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 boss if you can now if they won't let you COVID keeps it away or you know you have reasons why you can't do it obviously that's a different story but if you can get to HQ do so uh Bill Parcells talked about uh uh uh, players you know if you're in the training room uh I can't see you and I so you're not going to get playing time I'm paraphrasing but uh you go people go by what they see Zoom doesn't cut it and so if you can get to headquarters and be in front of live human beings that impact your career, I would recommend you do so. Um, so my take is uh, get to HQ. And my other take is diversify your accounts uh, away from Robinhood. I think there's a lot of uh, uh, fur flying there that's going to be a, a, a problem. Uh, next, reporters of the week. Uh, this is Marty Macquarie. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Oh, by the way, it's Dr. Macquery. And the reason why I bring this up is that he's a professor of the John Hopkins School of Medicine and the Bloomberg School of Public Health, uh, the chief medical advisor to Sesame Care, author of Price We Pay. Go back to the top, Mike. Sorry, I just want to see the headline and read it. Great. This is what struck me. Okay, this is the Wall Street Journal op-ed. Uh, we'll have herd immunity by April. I haven't seen this anywhere else. And this is... And if you read, I'll go into that later. COVID cases have dropped 77% in six weeks. Experts should should level with the public about the good news. And I bring this up because we're barraged with cases and deaths and double masking. And uh, that's one view. But here are the facts. If medication slash cases 77%, we would call it a miracle pill. That's Dr. Macquarie. 55% of Americans have natural immunity now. 15, 15% have had the vaccine. Uh, Gottlieb, the, uh, I guess he's the former FDA head, uh, is predicting that we'll have 250 million doses in 150 million Americans, roughly half by the end of March. Right now, the population fatality is 0.15%. And I put in my notes, Lady Gaga, shut up. Because... I watch CNBC all the time, and it seems like every seven minutes there's this uh, ad with Lady Gaga and others, you know, talking about the the good housekeeping seal. I don't know that isn't exactly right. That you know, it's when you you need to have this seal uh, to feel safe to go into uh, schools and 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 restaurants and what have you. And folks, it's safe right now. Uh, you know, obviously. You know, be careful around uh, your, your grandparents if they have COPD. I understand that. But, um, you know, here's my take. Our lives and this country are good and getting better. Now, for stocks, this is, could be paradoxically negative. My reasoning is stocks discount all this good news, and now it's here. And we, we have the, the aforementioned Biden st- stimulation with the infrastructure bill, and then with herd immunity showing up, all this pent-up demand, 
and it continues to drive interest rates higher, bonds lower, and I think that as bonds become better competition for stocks, we're going to have a problem. I don't think it's cataclysmic, but I think it just has to be uh, part of your mindset as we go through the rest of this year and going into next. So, um, all right, that's the show. Good show, don't you think, Mike? Uh, please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Follow us on Twitter at Bakes Takes underscore and other social media. Please, please use your voice memo app, Bobby. Thank you. Uh, tape your questions and email them to uh, Bakes at BakesTakesPodcast.com or write in if you'd prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. Uh, thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Mike, thank you as always. Have a great week. This is Bakes. And uh, I've got two things this <laughs> this week. Uh, Brad Paisley, No Eye in Beer. I really recommend you see the video. Uh, Peyton Manning in it is, is worth the price of, uh, of admission. And for much-needed levity, this is an old one. Uh, uh, best of Ralphie May. May he rest in peace on ESPN's More Sports. Uh, it's pretty damn funny, and I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you next week. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.